Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Our next storyteller. Next storyteller. Your next storyteller. Our next storyteller. Hello and welcome to The Narrators. This podcast collects stories from our live events where people share true stories based on a theme. Hey there, it's Ron. Today's story comes from longtime favorite of the show, Rachel Weeks. Rachel is a comedian, cast member of the wonderful D&D show Better Than Heroes, and co-host of the Commander Sphere podcast. She told this story in front of a live audience at Bumpport Theater in Denver, Colorado. The theme of the evening was ghosts. Hi, everybody. Dalton Bast was bad at comedy. He looks like a comic wearing ill-fitting plaid button-ups with dirty jeans. I actually didn't plan that. Uh, He wore a a hoodie for a coat. But Dalton had few jokes and no stage presence to speak of. His big closer was a six-minute rap about constipation. When he held a microphone, the audience could smell the desperation on him. Dalton needed the laugh, and the crowd could feel it. Comedy often attracts people like that. Lonely people, starved for connection... It attracts the kind of people that need a microphone to remember the sound of their own voice. Dalton was that kind of person. He wanted to make people laugh, but all he really needed was for them to listen, to look at him, to confirm that he, Dalton Bast, existed and mattered. He performed not to entertain, but to materialize. I met Dalton in 2015 in Des Moines, Iowa. We were both fledgling stand-up comics at the time, two of 25 or so comedians in central Iowa. <laughs> Thank you. I, uh, I, uh, I immediately didn't care for him. Um, I didn't. He was flighty and odd with a scattered disposition. He didn't listen when others spoke and rabbled, rambled on once they stopped. Social cues were wasted on him. On stage, he fluctuated wildly between silly wordplay and graphic tales of abuse from his past. Some nights he was a rage-filled drunk, and others he was a timid, young uh, drunk. He... (laughs) He was raised in an evangelical Christian, facing abuse and isolation for most of his childhood. After a brief stint of smoking meth and crack, Dalton quit, uh, left his hometown, and joined the military. During his service, he was continuously and violently sexually assaulted by his fellow crewmen. He suffered from severe PTSD and borderline personality disorder. On his meds, Dalton was kind and eager. He was smart, and he worked hard, and he just wanted to fit in. Off them, he was angry and impulsive and on occasion violent. In 2014, Dalton was detained for a DUI. He was later convicted of assaulting a 55-year-old bondswoman when she asked him to fill out paperwork. Dalton's defense attorney argued that he had a diminished responsibility for, due, for his incident due to traumatic past and his mental illness. 
but it was hard to know which Dalton you were going to be dealing with. I made a conscious decision to stay out of his way. 2015 was it? Uh, an exciting year for me. I was smack in the middle of my comedy honeymoon phase, driving two hours for five minutes on stage in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I was writing sketches and I was performing improv. I was doing stand-up as much as I possibly could. I felt funny and brave and smart. I was feeling so confident that I started a blog. I... (laughs) Not long after my first post, titled 10 Things I Learned After a Year in Comedy, I received an email from Dalton, which I have edited for time. Uh, Subject line, fuck you. I read your dumbass blog. Nobody discriminates against you for being a woman. In fact, I think you get pussy passes on a frequent basis. Remember when you told me I had to work hard at comedy to gain people's respect? I bet you were asked to do a set two or three weeks into your, into your first set. There's a lot of errors in his email. Um, and I didn't edit those out. Uh, and, and yes, it is because you have a pair of tits. I didn't know taking a bunch of dicks from random dudes on Tinder made you a feminist. Yet I'm sure if someone from a lower caste like me asked you on a respectable date, you'd accuse me of raping you with my words or some goofy-ass shit. Here's an idea. Why don't you support equal rights and respect for everybody? The whole idea of feminism is that, man, is that men are in charge, so, you're the, so you are going to overthrow the patriarchy. So basically, you are run by dicks. So you want to chop off said dicks, wear them like a strap-on, and turn around and fuck us with them. That's on our mission statement, so I don't know. I don't know. Also, the logistics are... It's a nightmare. (laughs) You and all the other comedians can go fuck yourselves. You aren't going anywhere, not quite funny or pretty enough. Here's a piece of advice. Men will laugh at women to get in their pants. I just needed to speak my piece before I go away. Don't worry, I won't be tarnishing comedy with my presence. Sanctimonious cunts, I'll see you all in hell. Blog on my balls, bitch. (laughs) Love, Dalton. He sent a second email to correct a few of his grammatical errors. Um, It's not a joke. Uh, I just got a second one. After a horrifically abusive email, he was like, oh, by the way, where? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) A friend of mine and Dalton's received a similar set of emails, 72 in total, uh, many of which included threats of physical violence. He forwarded his and mine uh, to the police. An officer came to my door, and I felt, I felt silly. Like, I wasn't afraid of Dalton exactly. I was, afraid, I was afraid for him. He had all but disappeared from open mics, and he was very clearly off his medication. Uh, I didn't need the police, but at that point, it's hard to know who to call. Dalton was poor, and he was disconnected from his family. He lived with a roommate, but was responsible for his own care. He needed help so badly, but he didn't have anywhere to get it. 
He was another veteran tossed aside after he was used up. The next day, he sent me another email. Subject line. Sorry. Sorry. I was wrong. I created a false paradigm, acted on feelings of jealousy, misconstrued things I was told. I'm a drama queen. You don't deserve it. No one does. I don't think you're fat, ugly, and untalented. I know I got to get my shit under control. I've been taking my meds and not doing drugs. I just have serious borderline personality disorder. But that's no excuse. And I actually have been seeing a therapist on a regular basis. I know you're sick of my bullshit, so I'll end this now. I'm not trying to come back or anything. I, I think I've sufficiently made an ass of myself. So don't worry about seeing me again. I was wrong, and I'm sorry for being a creep. Good luck, Dalton. He sent me one more email six days later. Subject line, I'm still sorry. I'm still sorry for those horrible things I said to you. I went back to the jungle, and I went a lot deeper with the medicine. This sounds crazy, but the shaman pulled some demons out of me. My heart was full of hate and sin, but I've stood on the pres- in the presence of God and felt the forgiveness and love of the Creator. I'm not a religious nut or anything, but I really sorted out some of my problems. I thought a lot about all of you while I was tripping balls on ayahuasca. (laughs) My reasons for doing comedy were self-serving to the ego, and I wanted to blame and hate you guys for not thinking I was better than I thought. I wanted to pass my demon on to you guys, and I'm sorry I couldn't control him. But I purged him, and I'm not allowing him to take hold of me again. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. All of the psychological treatment in the world is worthless when I'm not connected to my spirit. I needed spiritual healing. I was an angry atheist. (laughs) I was somewhat infatuated by you, but my love was corrupted by hate, fear, and insecurity. You were right to trust your instincts, me. I was not a good person. You can't blame me for liking you. You're extremely smart, talented, pretty, and talented. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But you can blame me for becoming irate, for feeling irate, because I felt left out and rejected. My actions were self-centered. You didn't do anything wrong, and I'm sorry for treating you like I did. You were actually right about so many things. You have a great insight, and I think I was attracted to your insight as well. I am no longer attracted to you in a possessive, male ego-driven way. However, I always wanted to be your friend. I was wondering if you might find it in your heart to forgive me, and I would like for you to have a cup of coffee with me. Not as a date or anything, but or anything like that, but, <laughs> but I would like to get to know you and share my experience with you. I'll understand if you say no or don't respond because I'm fully aware of how shitty I treated I've just learned so much about myself. Tripping 11 times on ayahuasca will do that. (laughs) If you say no or don't respond, I fully understand and I accept it. Kind regards, Dalton. (laughs) I didn't see uh, Dalton after that. He stopped coming to mics. He stopped showing up. Um, There was a while in there where I I got an email from an officer who said he was uh, arrested for harassment. Um, I didn't see him for about a year. I didn't respond to his email. I forwarded it on to the officer, uh, before who kept in touch with his therapist. He had stopped going. Less than a year later, Dalton went on a kayaking trip in Mississippi. 
He went out on the water at 4 a.m. alone without a life jacket. He hit a tow line between two barges and was thrown from his kayak, and he never came back up. He died July 21st alone in the rushing waters of the Mississippi River. Life was never kind to Dalton, not as a child or a teen or a soldier or a comedian. He never caught a break. I don't know what to do with his story. I, I don't feel equipped to tell it. I wondered what Dalton would say if he got the chance, but then I realized I know what Dalton did with stage time. Uh, he rapped about constipation. Uh, unfortunately or fortunately, those lyrics were lost with him. The day his body was found, I was driving on I-80 from Chicago to Des Moines. I wept for him. This man that had scared me, this man, this comedian that I hated, I cried. I pulled off the road at the nearest exit to clear my tears from my eyes, and as my car rounded off the ramp, I was greeted by a large white veterans memorial. In the middle of nowhere, on this day, at this exit, and I cried. For Dalton the comedian, and Dalton the crack addict, and Dalton the child evangelist, and Dalton the abused soldier, so this one is, uh, is for Dalton, who had it really bad, uh, but still liked poop jokes. Thank you guys very much. Narrators is produced by me, Ron Doyle, and Aaron Rollman, with help from Karen Wachtel, Jesse Witten, Scott Carney, and Sydney Crane. If this is your first time listening to our podcast, please take a moment to subscribe. And if you're already a subscriber, please leave us a review. They really help people find our show. If you're in Denver, our live shows take place every third Wednesday of the month at Bumport Theater. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website, thenarrators.org. As always, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Bumport Theater Company, Illegal Pete's, From the Photo, and Great Divide Brewing Company. Our theme music is by Whalehawk, and we'd also like to thank Kyle James Hauser, who provided the outro music you're listening to right now. You can find a link to his music in the show notes for this episode. We'll be back next Friday with another true story. Till then, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>